ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into the X-Wing segment of the Wide World of Wargaming. As always, I am your host, Vincent Morgato. Joining me, the two usual suspects, Mr. Jeff Wilder. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. And Mr. Drew Bishop. Very nice. Um, so before we get started, I do want to ask, what was your guys' opinion? Do you remember when everyone kind of like, or not everyone, but a lot of people were quote-unquote unhappy with that joke? Did you both feel it was inappropriate? I loved it. What what joke? When Vader chokes the shit out of Ben Mendelsohn in Rogue One. Um, I mean, was it was it really a joke? Dude, he one-linered him. That was a straight '80s. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations while he force chokes. No, him. I think I think Come he on. choked him later. No, it was the same scene. No, that was the same scene, and he did it because. Um, Krennic was starting to be like, you know, I built this machine. I could use it wherever I want. And like, I, you know, there, there is a very slight undertone that like he could use it on Vader or like, you know, I'm stronger than you because I, I have made this machine and Vader's just like, you're just some scrub, right? Oh. Like, yeah, I, I think he said something. I think he asked if he was still in charge. I think it was more about he was he was fighting. He was having like a power struggle with Tarkin. That's right, that's right. So I'm still in charge? And Vader just goes... (laughs) And then hits him with what basically could have come straight out of a Bond movie. Interesting. Um, It didn't bother me, obviously. There were people who were complaining. It's like, Darth Vader doesn't joke. joke." And I'm like, are you... Seriously? I mean, he he choked a guy in a... In a... In a... In like an officer's meeting, didn't he? Like, he got called in... He got called in for a PSA and like... (laughs) They went in for a staff meeting and he hit one dude with, I find your lack of faith disturbing in like his third scene. Yep. Yeah, Darth right? Vader, no, seriously. <laughs> Darth Vader has a very twisted sense of humor and the people who got upset about that bother me to this day. The other one that I, the my other uh, piece of evidence for that is uh, when he has to, when he literally decides he has to tell the bounty hunters, no disintegration. No disintegration. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, no. That stuck out to me whenever anyone talks about that scene is the people who were crying about it. Anyway. Um, we have one quote unquote piece of business, but it is quite large and expansive. We want to give a shout out to Mr. Chadresh on the, uh, FFG community, uh, community forums for this wonderful piece of analysis from the cut of worlds. Um, and we're just going to connect, we're going to follow his track and kind of talk about what we think it means. Uh, are we, are we gender assuming? I'm sorry. Are we gender assuming? I, I honestly don't have any idea if Chadresh, but the I I I will apologize for gender assuming. <laughs> I genuinely uh, I mean it's a good bet considering it's X Wing, but uh, you know well you know what girl stands for on the internet? Uh n- no, what's it stand for on the internet? Guy in real life. Ah <laughs> nice. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, All right. I'm going to head out. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Are we really going to pretend for a minute that we don't know why that joke is the way it is? That's terrifying. Oh, it's yeah, bad. We're going to change it. That's the whole point. You know, back in the day when I was a, when I was a wizard on MUDs, um, there was one character that I took over that happened to be a female character, and I, and I didn't announce that I was playing this character who was a wizard on this mud you know um i didn't announce that i was playing this character and and this female character got treated so much better than every other character i ever had weird it's just you know nerds you know nerds um we are a strange and uh, ununderstandable species um so we do have uh we without having the 98 list that made the cut directly in front of us we are just going to go with the this excellent statistical breakdown. Um, like we said last week, there were 20 Empire lists, 20 Republic, 17 Separatists, 15 Rebels, 12 Scum, 9 Resistance, and 5 First Order. Uh, the average ships per list was 4, and the number of ships out of the total in the game was 44 out of 70. It's pretty good. I like that. I like those odds. Yeah. Um, like we said previously, only five ships completely no-showed, and 63% of the ships in the game uh, made the cut. So that is a pretty good indicator that we are getting 
closer to parody maybe than a lot of people like myself like to admit. I would be curious um, about how many pilots, what what the percentage of pilots was. That's going to be much, 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 much. Different. Oh, I bet you it's below 15%. Yeah, it's not a, not a bad bet. I was going to guess around 20, but below 15 is not a bad bet. Yeah, my... If you really think about when we, we talk about the ships on this show, when we talk about one, we're lucky to mention two pilots Absolutely. on a platform of four. And if there's whole, and when we talk about two factions later, scum and rebels, there are whole ships that are just never played. Yep. True. Yep. 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 You know, so, but we'll, we'll wander our way down to those two factions in, uh, in a little bit later. Let's start with the empire. Um, of the 14 ships in the Imperial faction, nine of them were in lists that made the cut. Uh, the average per list was 3.35. So between three and four with the majority trending towards three. Which I think I would probably hazard a guess is Vader fell Inquisitor or Inquisitor fell Shuttle probably right. is the majority. Yeah. Or fan, yeah, Phantom Vader. Or whoever, Phantom, right? yeah. Like, yeah. Or Predator. I mean, in, in Rick's case, uh, not Predator, uh, Striker. Yeah, I, but I mean, you're talking about you're talking about either three aces or you're talking about two aces plus a shuttle, generally speaking. Right. Um, and then there were going to be a couple weird, you know, a couple outliers. Clearly not enough to bump it. I think if there's 20 lists at 3.35, I think that means it's something like 13 of them would have been three ships. I, I don't claim to be any great statistical, statistical guru, but it feels like close you know, 13. Yeah. And I mean, uh, it is not possible. There could be double decimator, but I, I don't know if there were. Um, But generally, I, I doubt there were any double, there were any two ship imperialists in the cut, right? Uh, let's see. Probably not. A handful of two ship lists, according. So between. Uh, so probably three or four is probably what, the, what I would estimate. In, um, in Empire? Or just... The, yeah. Really? No, in Empire. A handful of two-ship lists. Huh. Um, there are probably some guys running Vader Rack. Yeah, or Whisper Rack, or yeah. Okay. Whisper Rack, you know. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the most popular ship was actually the TIE Advanced Version 1. V1. I'm going. I'm, I'm assuming it's called version or V1, um, which is either the Inquisitors or the Grand Inquisitor. Correct. I'm probably going to lean to it being the GI, just because I don't think too many people are running the the Matt Carey special anymore. Well, no, I, I think, think more that people. If you done. look at the 15, 15 total Tie Advanced V1s, so there were a few sprinklings of just generic of the generic Inquisitor in there. They are they are incredibly strong. I know of at least two or three people that took a sprinkling of them in their lists, um, mm -hmm. and I I tried them out on the table um, just last week, and my God, they are incredibly tough to kill, and they have extremely high damage output. Well, they have they have high damage output, assuming you bring Jenden. I mean, really, is the trick. Right. Yeah, that's and that's yeah, but then but then again, we're looking at that's three ships, and you've still got enough points to put in an ace, Norm, which normally is going to be Fell or the Grand Inquisitor. This is very true. Um, and only one Tie Swarm made the cut. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I, I have always leaned, and I will continue to say that the Tie Swarm is good until you play against it. And then probably it should fall off very heavily against more experienced players with more ace type lists. I, you know, I've been trying to figure out why it, um, why it struggles, why it isn't as good as it should be. Um, and, and I, I honestly can't, I can't figure it out because it's, you can say, okay, well, you can. It struggles against ace lists, and I mean, to some extent, of course, that's true. But the thing about it is that with six forward-facing arcs, you've got a ship with one really wide arc, and that's going to be a, a. If you've got a, if you've got a competent swarm player, 
it's going to be really hard to keep all of your ships out of that wide arc. On the other hand, you could pull a Rick Riddell and put your ship in in those arcs and just only take one damage and, you know. Just roll, yeah. I mean, we all know that just roll natties is a legitimate Absolutely. strategy. But yeah, I can't figure it out. I don't. I, I'm not a good enough player to figure out why it isn't as strong in making cuts as it seems to be on paper. And the uh, the last note that we're going to make on this before we kind of just chop it chop it apart. Uh, only two Empire lists lacked Force users completely. Wow. So that's 18 lists that in, that included uh, Force users. Uh, or ninety percent. Wow. Um, Did does he mention how many uh, how many lists didn't include a an init five or six? Unfortunately, uh, not. That'd be interesting. Um, we do know that ten of these lists did have Sunkirfell, so at least half of them had a six. I would say I, I would not be surprised if nineteen or twenty of them had a five or a six. I'd be oh, surprised. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if it was anything lower than eighteen. Like I really honestly bet you that there were two Inquisitor, you know, Jendin uh, GI double Inquisitors, or Jendin uh, two Inquisitor fell one of each, and then everybody else brought uh, Vader, you know, uh, Vader or fell or both, mm-hmm. or or some sort of sprinkling of Grand Inquisitors in their list. There were a few random ones that I saw that had just the Grand Inquisitor with like bombers and stuff which is strange but you know not out of the realm of possibility yeah it's uh, you know it's what we've known for a while uh initiative plus unblockable mods is the name of the game yeah initiative plus force plus unblockable mods well the force is the unblockable mod but sure oh i see i see i gotcha Uh, i was thinking like ships blocking i was like wait a minute (laughs) and to continue on this uh this trend the second, the second most successful list, according to just appearances in the cut, is the Republic. Um, before the Dark Times. Before the Dark Times, exactly. Uh, number of faction ships that made the cut, all five. So every, <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> every single ship in the uh, current Republic arsenal did make the cut at Worlds. That's a pretty fantastic ratio. That is. Um, which means that. You know, who? What would? What would you even say? Really, the only. I but that we do come back to the old question of how many of these were specific pilots, though. Like how many of them were any of the named Torrance? How many of them oh, were uh, Naboo's not named Rick? Yeah. No, no. Oh God. Uh, so he's got combined ratio of generic Torrance and arcs to uniques twenty two to three. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, not very many. The generics are great. Um, on the other hand, you know, the the ether sprites we're seeing, I don't know what pilots may cut, but we know that Anakin gets played, Obi gets played, Plo gets played, even Luminara gets played. Um, so he actually, just to jump ahead, Jeff, he does mention that there were more Plo Coons and Mace Windus than Anakin. Yeah, and Mace. Yeah. Yeah. Mace. yeah. Because you can because you can fit Ubi Dooby Scooby Dooby Canoobie into the right. list with them. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, the who is probably uh, you could make the argument that right now Obi Wan is the best ship in Republic. Oh, one hundred percent. For the point. For for the cost Obi- effectiveness, yeah. For cost effectiveness and just for the ability between the I five and his and the double reposition, he is exceedingly good as an ace. And with his ability to buff everyone around him with the with uh, focus bonus focus tokens, he's hilariously good as a support ship. Well, so here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing that I think about is that you know he dropped five points right with the with which, the last point change, and so you know he was already good in lists where he was at that current cost. Yeah. So now you could run the same list, but he now has sense. So all of a sudden he's an I five that knows where your I sixes are going with double reposition and two force. Yeah. Yep, and probably if uh, and uh, assuming he doesn't have a standing target lock. Yep. From another yep. turn. And, uh, uh, so I found this comment he makes uh, sort of something that I was I've been talking about for a long time. The um, 
the gold squadron troopers people are starting to not play them quite as much they're because they're they're considered he calls them uh throwaway torrents and uh, you know yeah. and i was talking about that i was like why are you gonna have two torrents instead of an arc and i'm i've sort of sort of uh mitigated that position a little bit come a little bit more toward okay they're, they're block they're good blockers and so forth but it seems like the player base might be coming toward me as well on that well it's hard to justify two torrents if you can get wolf yeah yep yep that's you know, kind of why uh, or one of the or one of the i4 um one of the i4 jedi with clt yeah right so this brings up the question when the golds first came out one of the first things that i went to was what if you have two golds with juke on them right it's like naked two dice but they can turn a focus an evade into a focus right like could it be strong it, it just i i it goes back to you know uh sense with obi-wan right like some some really great upgrades stapled onto some of these uh ships and i'm thinking like if juke was initiative based, do you think we'd see more golds? Like having two golds with well, gold juke, juke with like, sorry, not golds. My apologies. I know it's the next step up, right? The the, the, the guys that have blue the squad. blue squad, blue yeah. squad. Um, yeah. would we see them more often with Jedi if they had that? Would the would it push Republic over because it's too much? I don't know, but I'm just thinking. Right, that was the first thing I went to when they first came out. And obviously it is so overpriced now. Like it would, it, you know, it was thrown away pretty much instantly after we tried it, but the idea was still there. Could you make these generics better with a single upgrade? Right. If, it, you would have to change two things. Um, you would have to make the blues cheaper again, um, which I don't know how much lower they can go. I think they're 28 right now. 29, I think. Okay, they, they cannot go much lower than that unless you start dropping the golds, in which case you're devaluing whole to the point of almost ridiculousness. Yep, exactly. You, you, exactly. Like, you cannot charge 25 for a torrent and 23 for and 21 for a type. Well, I mean, yep, the blues are 20. The blues are 28. 20, by the way. Well, the, the are thing 20. about it is yeah. with Juke at seven, as it currently is, it's, it's never going to happen. Juke, Juke is. Juke oh. is that weird upgrade where if you get a free evade and you have offensive mods, Juke is fantastic. Uh, Which is exactly where I was going to go, Jeff, because what do uh, what would you have in a Republic list if you also had a lot of torrents? You have Sinker. Right, right. There you go. Yeah, yep. one reroll. I don't – maybe, maybe. But Duke is you're just fifty fifty to roll a hit anyway. Seven points out of you're you're talking about adding twenty percent of twenty five percent of the cost of your ship into one upgrade as it stands. That's what it would be. Right, which is why which is why I think me and Drew were both saying that Juke would have to go to initiative base where it's a it becomes a lot cheaper for low initiative. Yeah, and it really is a lot weaker for low in that ship. So you know it sort of makes sense, but at, at some point. FFG is going to say, look, everything's better at high initiative. We can't, we, there, we have to, we have to draw a line somewhere and say, this, this is an initiative base. This is just pick, pick your best ship for it and go with God. Yeah. There, there, there is a certain point where you do just have to list build for your, for your abilities, not for your yeah. initiative. Um. Like, uh, you know, who's a perfect example of this? Uh, Snap. Sure. Snap Wexley could be one of the few things where composure would have to be more than one yeah. point. Um, yeah, and he's not even broken with it at one point. He's just he's just good. No. You know. He's, he's, he is exactly, you know, mediocre, right, right above good, yeah. you know. Um, just... Why was the drop? Why was it such a huge drop on Obi Wan? Do you think? Because nobody was playing it. Well, they were. They weren't though. They weren't. It was Anakin and Mace there for a long time, and people were staying mm -hmm. away from Obi Wan. Yeah. But we were seeing people run Anakin and Obi Wan right as soon as it came out. I mean, there were a few people, but it wasn't performing well. It wasn't really. It wasn't really catching on. For the most part, 
people wanted. I mean, he was really expensive with seven B, and and Anakin with seven B was yeah. you know. Um, I don't, I mean, and maybe they just dropped Obi-Wan because they raised Anakin and they wanted the people to fly them together. It's possible. And, you know, I, the last thing on this is I do want to come back and point out that the 104th is still probably the best deal, one of the best deals in the game. Yep. Uh, there were yep. only of the, uh, of the arc one, of the, of the arcs that made the, uh, made the cut. Only three of them were not 104th Battalions. Were they all wolf? Or were they all different? One, two sinkers and a wolf. Sorry, so that, that, that's what I meant. I wanted to know if they were all uh, sinkers. Yeah. Uh, two out of three yep. of the non... Without knowing exactly how many other arcs we were, it's hard to you know make too much of an argument on that, but if it, it's, it was big enough for this for this person to comment on. Yeah. Um, right, right. I, I also expect, I fully expect the 104th to go up in the next up round of up, of uh, updates. Right, right. I also think that one of the reasons why Plo the uh, list with Plo Koon made the rounds was a lot of people were not uh, aware that he can pull the uh, no fire token off with of friendlies, and there were a couple times that I saw where ships were just destroyed because they're like, I'll just turn away from you because you can't shoot me. And then it was like, oh, hey, look, I've got uh, four dice coming at you with, yep. with fully modded. And they were like, uh, what? Yeah. So. I think Plo Koon was one of the things that really was left out uh, when people were talking about how much of an impact the Nantexes are going to have. This is also true. Yeah, uh, Because if yep. you have Plo out of Arc of uh, Sun Fac, he can just pay a force and eat that, uh, eat that tractor token. And all of a sudden... You get to reposition your own Plo Koon. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say you get you can get close. I was just gonna say you're giving yourself the oh man, that's uh, that's money. That that is super cool. I like that a lot. I I heard a few mentions of it where people where guys who were running Nantexes were like, oh, I didn't know you could. Oh, you're at range one. Oh dear. Yeah, full, range one fully modded. Hey, right. there it is. Well, I, I mean, know. technically you got the one force instead of the two, but yeah, but close. I mean, it, if you're in an Obi Wan list, you you're sitting on a focus. So who cares? Uh, next up, the Separatists, the third most represented in the cut, uh, with 17 lists out of 98. Only four out of five ships. Um, I think the one that didn't appear. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess it was the info. I mean, surprise the bomber did. It. The bomber would have had to. Uh, it, it's because we know the trade droid did. We know the um, the Bulbasaur did. We know the Nantex did, and it's either the bomber or the infiltrator. And I have a feeling it's the infiltrator after it just got bludgeoned in the last yeah. round of updates. Um, this is the highest average number of ships per list, surprising exactly no <laughs> one uh, with six point two. Most played number of ships, uh, the Vulture droid, which was sixty nine of them. Again, surprising no one. Um, most played by presence was actually the Bulbasaur. I love it. Um, Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is a great Pokemon. Venusaur is one of the strongest. I, I mean, it's seriously a good ship for the points. I mean, with it several is. good pilots for the points. It's it's so close to being an X-wing with the one thing that a lot of people prefer over the Talon roll, and that's the three sloop. Yep. Yep, um, yep, yep. Most played ship by presence is, of course, the Trade Federation drone, and uh, the most played unique was Captain Sear. And uh, I don't know how this—I don't know how this makes sense. Percent of Belbalab pilots in the cut, a hundred percent. I think probably that stat could have been rewritten a different way to be more. Well, it's out of the—it's out of all the lists that made the cut, right? There was only one. Or, or maybe there were one or two, I don't remember. But either way, both of them had Seer in them. So, percent of Belbala point, uh, pilots in the cut was... Oh, is that saying that every single pilot for the Belbala yeah. made it? That's interesting. Yeah, they're all... I mean, uh, the, the... They're all represented. Yeah, it's... Um... Which you could, you know what? I can, you can make an argument for that. They're it's a good ship. Make... I mean, it's a strong chassis. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, it's decently yep. maneuverable. Um, it's a three it's pretty hard. Soulless one's a great title. Soulless one's going up. You just put a lock on it right now. Soulless one and Impervium are both going to go up. Um, Captain Seer was a, by far the most fa- the uh, the favorite amongst the, uh, with Swarm lists. Not surprising, you know, between and then. The great battle between TA-175 and Kraken among the relay droids continues. Um, I would like to know how many people brought K2B4, but most of them probably missed the cut, and that goes K2B4 on a Sith Infiltrator, if we know our stereotype <laughs> lists. Um, the introduction of uh, an ace list possible due to the Nantex did have... <coughs> Jesus. Did have an effect on the cut... Uh, it did remove a whole ship on average from lists with some people switching over to three and fours, which, you know, your double Nantex, your double uh, Gino, what are they called? The Hive Pilot uh, with Chertech and, you know, Grievous or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and then, of course, you go Sunfact, Chertech, Grievous is one that I I think probably is the most competitive if you're trying to go separate. Yeah, I, I agree. Is those three. Yep, yep. No, me uh, too. Because Grievous just runs wild in those games. Because you cannot not try to fight the Nantexes. And then you're just eating three red dice with two rerolls and a focus every round from Grievous. Who's also way harder to kill than those two. I mean, harder to kill if you get shots on him. I mean, just in general. I, he's He is more durable than either of the two ships in, his li- in the, the list with him between the seven hole and the fact that he can just ignore the first two critsy, uh, ship crits yeah. he takes. And in a, you know, a game where I think pretty much everyone at least has a few mechanics or one mechanic in their list to generate critical hits, more if you're an Imperial player, um, Impervium playing just becomes that much more valuable. Yeah. It does, but I think it's outnumbered by Soulless One simply for the cost and what you get, right? Like, oh yeah, you're you're definitely going to take Soulless One first, but if you're running a three ship list, you 100% have the points to take both. To take both, yeah, yep. Hmm. Um, this is an interesting note that I don't think many people would have expected. Chertek was more popular than Sunfac. I the mean time. it. And then he spells it out right here, right? It's the fact that it's just cheaper for, you know, a similar thing. And when you've got, you know, what you can run Chertek with like six or seven vultures, mm-hmm. right? Or, or Seer and, and like a, and like a swarm of like five vultures. That sounds pretty good rather than what I faced you with Vince. Especially <laughs> when you're talking about hyper competitive players that don't have four months of practice in with a, a, a 78 point ship, um, like Sunfact that with four hull, um, people, yep. I, I just yep. don't think that the world's, it surprised me because we did our picks and we were so, so wrong, but I just didn't think that, um, uh, I, it, it didn't occur to me that people would be so, so gun shy about bringing Sunfact without those, those uh, months of practice with it. But I think that's really what happened. And Church has so much deeper yeah, that, you know. Right. In our game, it did not take Drew long of me pointing out exactly what the Nantex could do before he was literally flying circles around some of my shit. Yeah, and no, like, like, I mean, it was, you know, it's, again, it's so the first, that was the second, that was the only, the second time I've, I've flown that and the first time I'd ever flown um, Vultures. So it was a, it was a very eye-opening experience for me. But it was great. Yeah. I have a second asshole now because of Vince, so <laughs> sure makes going to the bathroom uh, easier. Who <laughs> was flying what? Ray. I, w- I was flying, uh, let's see, what was it? It was four, it was four vultures, seer, and um, and uh, Sunfac. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, fun. I think I think I could have done better with it if I had more experience with it, but yeah, it was uh, I played Ray, uh, Greer, no. Gre- yeah, uh, it, was, tally. it was rare green and tally. It yeah. was my it was my Ray and two A's mm. list. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I should call it triple Ray. Huh? Uh, for a baseball joke. Um, we're gonna move on uh, to Republic. I'm sorry, to Rebellion. Uh, I'm just. I can't believe I said Rebellion. Rebels. Uh, 15 lists making the cut. 
this is where we start getting into some of the more sad statistics. Um, one that I do not like, but I'm sure is not unexpected by anyone at all. Only eight out of 17 rebel ships made the cut. And I bet you a solid four of those only had one or two pilots. I would, I would say it's probably higher than that, but yeah. Well, the U-Wing, you can make the, you can make the case for legitimately five of them, I think. Um, the X-Wing's got three, depending on taste. Y-Wing's, again, you could probably argue for... Depending on how crazy you are, you can make the argument for three. Um, I think his, uh, his observation the there that um, about uh, 1E Panic and then the U-Wing uh, benefiting from the inverse of 1E Panic, I think that's a good observation. Yeah. Right, right. I, just to go back, Jeff, you mentioned two seconds ago that all of us were really far off in our estimations. I want to point out the sentence right after that, that maybe I wasn't as far off as you think. Well, there, but there were more X-Wings in the cut because Blount goes Super Saiyan at range one and grows the second pair of wings and turns into an X-Wing. Well, I just meant that quad, uh, this uh, the his note here is that quad U-Wings were the most common single rebel yeah. archetype. Well, Oh, I mean, that's not surprising, yeah, though. We're right? expecting like, Nantex. That's just, that's how it's going to be. Yep. That's right. why I picked them to win. I was just saying, that's why I picked them to win, is I thought, um, I thought U-Wings were the best counter to, to the majority of the meta. Um, average list per, average ships per list, surprising no one. Uh, it's basically four, because Herder, four ship Rebels. Um, most ships by number of holes, there were 23 U-Wings in 15 lists. Uh, all aboard the, it's totally not a Blackhawk train. Most played ship by list presence, X-Wing and the U-Wing. Again, three dice is really, really good, especially when you can turn around multiple ways. But uh, this was surprising to me. The most played pilot by ship, the most played pilot by list presence is Braylon. Um, He's got self-contained double mods, and that's all it takes. I know. I know. Just, ugh. Uh, and the percent of Rebel Cut ships that were in the movies, which is an interesting observation, but one I do like, 95%. Which means that a lot of the garbage they're adding to the game to try to fill out the Rebel faction is having next to zero effect. Um, so, Vince, how do you feel about the U-Wing generic being at 43 with eight hit points behind two agility compared to the 104th arc? With nine hit points behind one agility. The Ewing's undercosted. Okay. All right. The, no, that's Jeff, if you look at the X Wing, the B Wing, the U Wing, and the Arc, the it's all wrong. It's all Okay. Wrong. I that's that's cool. That's what I was getting at. I would just you you always compare it to you always compare things to the to the arc. Or to the what? Because the X wing is the because the X wing is the natural evolution of the arc. Mm. Like I don't remember my all of my nerd cred, but aren't they by the same designer? Question mark. Probably income, right? Yeah, I mean, just it it it's very. Or to be fair, actually, I think the X wing came out of the Z ninety five. So I it, I, I was gonna say it came it came from the Z. But at the same time, the arcs were much larger vehicles and harder to build. Whereas the X-wing is kind of like a you know if I was if it was a Pokemon game, the Z95 would evolve into the X-wing would evolve into the arc, right? right? right. Like yeah. I think somebody did a meme like that actually. That's hilarious. But either way, yeah. So that's so that's what I'm thinking behind it at least. But you know, I still completely agree with you, Vince. The U-wing is definitely undercosted. Um, well, hold on before we. Let's just look at the performance of Rebels before we say the U-Wing's undercosted. Well, I, if you just... Jeff, I'm just going on... I'm following no, your no. logic. No, you, no. You're, you're, you're following my logic, sort of, in that I was drawing a parallel between the U-Wing and the Ark. But my logic is actually that the U-Wing and the Ark may be properly costed, the Ewing clearly is still not enough to bring Rebels, uh, to do a whole lot for Rebels. I mean, obviously, Daniel got second place. He did a lot with uh, with Rebels, but he didn't have a Ewing. But he had no, he didn't have a Ewing. He had Braylon. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, well, he had he, also, he had three of the most agreed upon competitive ships yeah. in Rebels. Wedge, Jake. I Ray. don't necessarily think the Ewing is undercosted. I think that it is. It is. I think that Rebel ships are weirdly costed around the Ewing, which might be about right. Is what I think. Yeah, I, they're just cluttered. There's a four. There's a low forties clutter yeah. among generic yeah. rebel ships, and that's why the Ewing is taking over in that in that area because it's just tougher. It, it's the two extra hole points that that the B wing has over the X wing, with the one agility that the uh, with the one extra agility that the X wing has over the B wing. You know, it's right there, and it's a medium yep. base. And when you're a low initiative ship, the majority that all of the U wings arguably are, that medium base is not a. Uh, it's, it's a not feature, a, uh, not a bug. It's not a weight. It's a yeah. It's a, exactly. It's also it's also a turret. Like I think it's that's one of the turret. big that's one of the big things, right? You take the best thing about that ship. It can it can spin on a dime and still throw four dice at you at range one. And there is a crew that allows that that turn on a dime to be white. So what do you do? You take that, you multiply it by four. It's your old it, Drew. It's your old thought on just taking a good thing and multiplying its efficiency by taking it multiple times. Exactly, exactly. And that's, and with different cr- with different crew, perceptive, you know, Leia, um, tactical officer, half with, with the ability to pull stress from other things. I I do feel like you know, yeah, Jeff, you have it right. Like the rebel ships are are costed around the Ewing, and I feel like with Perhaps this this points cut uh, a few months ago, the Ewings, uh, some of them might be just a little too Except cheap. Except that they didn't perform. I mean, I don't, I, I, I agree that the Ewings are too cheap compared to the X-Wing, right, for instance. Um, yeah, two points more from, from a Cavern Angel or a Blue Squad. Well, Pathfinder a... or Hef or whatever. Um to a yeah. pathfinder, I think, but I don't necessarily agree with that. That the U wing is too cheap. I think the X wing is probably too expensive. Um, I, I just it's it's just uh, the rebels are just in a bad place. You mentioned tactical officer. Come on, nobody's taking tactical officer for sick. They're just not. No. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it it was it was a thing. It was a thing when I played this yeah, game regularly. <laughs> you, you, you don't. Here's the thing: you really don't need tactical officer when you've got Benthic and Heftover. That's very true. Very true. And then, yeah, it, no, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I apologize, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, again, these these pilots, tactical right? Two points are, was a, was a good upgrade. At six points, it's yeah. not yep. a, it's not an upgrade to even look at. Nope. Yep. Yep. Um, the other thing, and you know, look, look the the two closest aggregates for the x-wing are the uh the omega squad over in first order which is in the low 30s the tie fo uh the tie S, uh, sf and the Courage, yeah 38 which is under 40 yeah. um the fact of the matter is is the x-wing at its at its stats and its dial is overcosted. yeah and it's, it's just, just being artificially held there for reasons uh, one e panic. Yeah, kind of a tail end of one e panic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people yeah. just don't want to see five X wings again. Uh, I mean, you saw they're... just just as for a note for people who may or may not remember the last few large tournaments for 1.0 were won by five X wings. Like in we're we're talking like more than Nimranda won like major events like little tournaments all oh, over the country the, and world two, were... two important caveats though to that it's absolutely true but two important caveats one flight assist astromech existed yeah there were there were things to there were things to help them do things that they cannot so, and do now two they could choose on doing a three turn whether to make it a talon roll that's not true anymore. Yep, now yep. it's you know you're you're dialing in your talent roll or you're dialing in your three turn, and it's those two yeah, things. Yeah, the, the ship is completely yeah, different. Yeah, those two things were what really made five X wings tough to handle in at the tail end of one E. Um, I think that you could have five X wings as they exist on the table now, and you would be fine. 
And, you know, look, 15 red dice with a focus is not impressive, really, in jousting terms anymore. It's good, you know, like you're a good jousting yeah, list but at that point. You're, that you're a good jousting list, but people can avoid your joust. People yeah, we saw. We they will. We... Straight, they can just straight out joust you. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm separatist. Bring it. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say too. With the, I mean, we haven't talked about the resistance yet, but you know, four T70s is fairly oh, strong, yeah. but also didn't have a pretty strong showing. But it's it's a it's a good list, right? Like, yeah. So. Yeah, I just you know. It's coming, but we, we, we don't want to ever – we try to avoid talking about it, and the fact of the matter is you can't – it's the elephant in the room as far as Rebels go. Um, I do wonder how many A-wings there were. I have a feeling that there were not many green squads or blue squads, which it's is sad. Marvel and um, Jake. It's, it's going to be probably straight Jake, honestly. Yeah, I was um, going to say. It's it, Arvel is like – Arvel is almost a delusion. Like you, you have to be in a certain way crazy to bring him. And a lot of people do not like throwing something that they invest points in into rain zero, even if it intends to be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just, he's, he's anti how you strategize with X-Wing. And that's why he works in the right hands. But at the same time, you know, he can also be very counter to how your list operates. I was going to say, but an opponent who knows how to exploit it will, you know, you'll turn you'll turn your boon bumping their ship into a worse thing because you're going to gun down the ship that, that Arvel bumped, and then the rest of your opponent's list is going to gun down something deadlier yeah. from your oh, list, no. right? Well, like it, in front and just yeah. Yeah, and, and then meanwhile, Garvin is like, or yeah, he's like, oh, or sorry, not Garvin. Um, Arvel is like, uh Oops, right, like And it gets yeah. worse when you've got something like Sunfac and Chertek in the meta. Oh, Sunfac makes Arvel such oh, yeah. a risk. Yeah, yeah. Almost Chertek too. Chertek is an ace as far as Arvel's concerned. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He, he, uh, he could be I a million to Arvel and it would right like as long Nantex. as you're higher, it's your 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 six, right? Nantexes are the natural predator of A Wings. Um next up, we gotta start speeding this along, although the last one is not gonna take very long. Uh, we're going to talk about Scum. 12 of their lists made the faction. Only 9 out of 19 ships. So approximately the same um, level of futility as Rebels as far as things that didn't make it. Average ships per list, 3.6. So actually lower, but this is probably the the effect of a lot of 3-ship and 2-ship, um, which is mentioned later. Uh, the most played number of ships is the Curage with 14. The most played ship by Presence was the, also the Courage. Six different lists had one. Um, I'm going to assume that this means there were four of them that were Kiraj, that were Torkoal Swarms. One of them was uh, the gentleman from the uh, from the Netherlands who I think topped out in the in the made the top eight uh, with what do you guys name him? Uh, Steros, just Steros. Just Steros, yeah. Just Steros, yeah. Uh, there's going to be one of them who was. I guarantee you, somebody tried to run Old Paris list again. Captain Costero, which, uh, which is Ketsu Talonbane, Talonbane Cobra. Uh, Cobra. Who's who's the old uh, old Tarok? Old Tarok. I like you know how we have all these old names for them. Is number great. of three ship lists <laughs> zero. That yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. You know what I can't understand though? Why didn't he use the number zero? But he actually typed out zero here. <laughs> Because it looks cool. Because <laughs> it looks better. The word zero looks cool. Um, but the most played pilot... It, this is hilarious. The most played pilot by Liz Presence was the Cartel Marauder and Torkoal Box. Okay. Guys, do you know what this is? Every single list that brought a Courage also had Torkoal, meaning five of these were Torkoal Swarms and one of them was, uh, was yeah. Nicholas. So all, all of these cartel marauders were I six when firing. Yeah. Yes, against somebody. <laughs> yeah, right against any any ship in the game. Hello there. Uh, Scum is apparently the now most common home of the two ship lists between Boba Fenn and Phil GC, the man, the myth, the legend. What did Phil GC run? 
Gurry Finn. Gurry Finn, that's right, that's right. I was like, wait a minute, of course I know this. It's like a 110-point Gurry or something like that one. It's a, it's a thick Gurry. Yeah. It is yeah. extra How thick. does an android put on so much weight? I mean, you'd be surprised how fast she can lose it. But um, uh, you know what? With with Curry, that's true. All it takes is one plasma torpedo. Hey, wow! Seabor is strong. Um, it's just wow. Scum's in such a bad place, man. Oh, yeah. Is it? But here's the thing: would it be would it, would it be worse? Would it be worse if there were things that were cheaper, and now we'd have Mux running no, around with Fenral or Old no, Terra? Yeah, you don't. You have to be really careful with them because their abilities are so weird. Even, even that's what I was going to say. His ability yeah. is very frustrating. Very yeah. frustrating. There's a lot of stuff. I think we can say here that the, that Scum is having a problem that. The X-Wing now, I would argue, is either everyone has to be really good individually or everyone has to work together, and that is not what Scum do. Yeah, well, Scum Scum still has remnants of Combo Wing. Like, um, the stuff yeah. that's really strong with Scum is just weird interactions, um, like the Tarani Kolda hitting you with Snapshot yeah. twice, and... Uh, uh, the the ability twice uh, de- dealing damage, just arrows shooting at that. It's w- these weird combinations, and and it's makes it tough because if you if you adjust if you adjust the IGs down, you know four points again each or whatever, right? God knows what you're going to be creating. <laughs> Yep. yep, yep, yep. And you've got the uh, Ketsu moving ships with her uh, yep. pilot ability or the Jakku Gunrunners tractoring things into yep. range of OT and Fen'Ral uh, and Cavill and stuff like that. Like, every everything in Scum can work together, but it's all so overpriced or such a high cost that you can't run... It's almost it's almost exactly like Rebels, right? You know, you, you, can't, you can't back the ace with wall-to-wall efficiency... Right. And they're the a lot of the generics are just unplayable. Yep, yep, that too. That the too. mining ties are unplayable. The camoglias mm-hmm. really are. The unplayable. mining ties were uh, fine until they raised the price of the of the mining tie, and then they raised the price of trick shot, and then boom, no more mining ties. Yeah. Yep. 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 Because the one thing that they were good at, yeah. they couldn't do. And introduced another type of obstacle that didn't play for them as well. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and then they made another better swarm, by the yes, way. Yes, true enough. Yep, yep. In, uh, in, a, in a faction that has Z-swarms, TIE-swarms, and M3A swarms, none of which are are viable, right? Like. Oh, yeah, and by the way, they nerfed the one thing that made scum lit, that made a scum swarm, Drea. you know, offensively viable, yep. Drea. Yep, yep, she and got they, hit and too. Her, and look, she's not even in this game right now. I honestly, until you until you brought it up, I, I forgot, forgot about her. her. Just out of sight, yeah. out of mind. Uh, they they get her so I always, hard. I always keep I always keep my Howlrunner equivalents in mind um, because I think that between broken and not broken is probably about how you could judge it by Howlrunner. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, that's where your swarm becomes either too good or not good enough. Uh, but the, uh, and you know what the sad part is, is if you look at this, what you're seeing is that scum are just a knockoff empire now. Mm. They're like with, with a couple, well, really, I mean, what I mean by that is like, they're either, it's either a, a, a two ship, you know, kind of weird interaction, ace, right. ace list or, you know, kind of a, well, it's not a, it's not a yeah. dice one. I mean, are we looking looking at it with all with the list that made the cut at Worlds? The the list all all of Scum should be called either you're six or you're not. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> right? Seriously, yeah. you you either yeah. you either have the high aces to beat it or you just lose. Yeah. 
Um, real quick, let's get to the resistance. Uh, only nine lists making the cut. Five out of their six ships were present in said what? lists. They averaged just the Falcon. The, uh, it's got to be the bomber, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet you one. I bet you it's more likely somebody tried to take either Han or Ray than anybody tried. Yeah, to take I would Han. think. I would. Right, right. No, that makes sense. That I, I completely forgot about the star. The the star. The ship count is really weird to me. Uh, I think a lot of people were going with um, efficiency. Lots of A-wing. The Donnie Duke type. A- yeah, it turns out it turns out having five ships with two actions is pretty good. Yeah, so they say. Um, anyway, like we said, uh, the most ship by number of holes is the RZ2 A-wing, 16 of them in nine lists. Uh, uh, uh. Um, most played ship by list presidents tie between the RZ2 and the T-70, six of each. And the world, the world agrees with you, Vince. I win. Really? Worlds, worlds has proven Tell the me. answer. How, Most how did my list presence? Greer, yeah, no. here's here's what here's my take on that. If that had been Zari, it the resistance would have done better in the tournament. Sure, Jeff. So, um, yeah. Ratio ratio of heroic to other EPTs. 22 to 5, because as we know, <laughs> Heroic is the best EPT in it's this game right It's a perfect now. EPT. It's a perfect like, talent. EPT is 1E. Get out of your 1E thinking. It's true. It's true. It's a very heroic talent. Also, like, can we talk about, should we just mention how much better than almost than all the other faction-wides it is? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, you can look at the look at the math here, right? We're, are we doing a commercial, right? Twenty-two competitive X-wing players out of five, uh, to five agree that heroic is the right talent choice to take. Well, the thing I mean, about it is, you know, you have to wonder. that five could be X, could be A wings who also have heroic or uh, crack or crack shot. Right. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's crack shot or both, right? Why not both? Why not yeah. both? <laughs> <clears throat> there were probably a couple composure snaps in there, maybe one outmaneuver Poe. Yeah. I've but, never seen an outmaneuver Poe, but I guess that's a thing. Oh, it, he can do it. Man. He can do it. They exist. Um, it's it's If you know how to beat it, like, you really can't, you know, Poe isn't maneuverable enough to get out of the way of getting corrupt, correctly predicted. Except with, you know, you got to burn black one, and then that's kind of a one-time deal. Um I like his last sentence. The faction successfully supports some pretty diverse play styles as long as you bring Yeah, So I think the only uh, faction identity talent that could give Heroic a run for its money, if it had a goddamn platform, is Dedicated. Dedicated Dedicated. is good. It's just got no place it it can run. Yeah, uh, probably if the Blues went down to 26. Yeah, maybe. Because Dedicated... If too, Dedicated right? go down, goes down to 2 and you move the Blues down to 27, that's a playable mm. show. <laughs> I love I love this next faction we're going to talk about. It is, of course, the last one. It is the last mm. order. It's the, Ky- <laughs> it's the Kylo Ren faction. It's the Kylo Quick Drop faction. Because <laughs> it's the only two out of three playable ships in the game. Um... Five lists from the First Order made the cut. All of their ships were represented, but really what that means is uh, Quick Draw, Kylo, Tavson, and... The generic... The generic... Uh, uh, Scorch, Scorch made the cut. I mean, yeah, probably. But they... Um, I mean, honestly, it's so weird. It's so weird. I'm surprised we don't see more Midnight... Like what is what? It, why is no one running midnight? Is it because of, is it because scorch and and, and ship other other? Yeah, I was gonna say right. Ship uh, counts are higher, so midnight's want... lockdown uh, potential is much lower. Also, probably it has to do with the fact that scorch could get a third die. Makes the sense. Ability, the ability to drop that four that four modified dice at range one with a crack. Uh, I mean, is better that's, than three that's it's the, it, the Lieutenant Blount of of the Rebels, or of the yeah, Last Order. That's definitely true, but don't underestimate how good Midnight was in 1E, and Midnight would 
back when it was Omega. Yeah, as Omega leader and uh, lockdown, whatever. And and Midnight would be that good now. It's just been significantly weakened. I mean, sort of. Thank God. Midnight is, I think the easiest way to say it is Midnight is extremely matchup intensive. Yeah, very much. Because if you get, if, if you run into a double, like a two-ship a two ship list with Midnight, you're good. Somebody, the guy you're playing against is going to be very mm-hmm. upset. Like, you know who would hate Midnight? Fen Rao. Uh, you know Force users hate Midnight. Well, yeah, yeah that's also true. Um, but Force users hate Padme, for fuck's sake. That- I, I get. I don't know. One of them we know didn't. A. Hey. Oh <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm giving you that one. That was that was very good. Very good. Um, okay, moving on. But I mean, like, just, if you look at this, you can see how thin this faction really is. Most played ship, Ty SF. Five of them were quick draw. Most played ship by list, Ty SF. Quick draw. Most played pilot, quick draw. Quick draw. Quick draw. Like, <laughs> it's just. There's not a whole lot else of there's type the the first order is hyper conventional. This they're, is also sorry, keep continue. I'm just gonna say it. They're a they're a washout rebel faction. I yeah that that's what I was gonna say. You know I, I there's a I've got my my quips with the new trilogy, and there's a there's a lot of people who disagree with me. But I think the biggest thing is like man, the first order just doesn't especially in this game, they have four ships. They have four ships. That's not enough to make well, a faction. Like that's it's it's not. I mean, there's two other factions that have five ships and six ships. I mean, so, but at the same time, those those ships do different things. Like we literally have a Tie Fighter variant. We have a better Tie Fighter variant. We have uh, an interceptor, and then we have a yeah. we have a shuttle. One of those. It. One of those other the the new factions with few ships is the Republic. Which it has few ships, but almost all of them have multiple played pilots. That makes a huge difference. You can't if you could yeah. put Quick Draw on the table three times or Kylo on the table twice. First order would be kicking <laughs> some butt, right? First order yep. just doesn't, if you yep. put three Quick Draws on the table, that they would just be don't. First order has no depth, is the thing. So it's yeah, you know, exactly. yep. They're very one-dimensional, and uh, these this this uh, this data that we're looking at really shows it. They're hurting. Yeah, and I, look, we've been uh, I've been beating the drum and pounding people over the head with it, guys. The first order is not good, and we all know why. Because every single ship they have has even hull shields. Every correct, single one of them. Has even hull shields. You add one shield to all four of their ships, and first order starts kicking butt. Entirely, you're you're beyond. It's beyond question. I mean, I I I would say is I've seen games played online, and yeah, if you you know, all it takes is that one extra hull to not be at half, and all of a sudden, it's a it's a game, man, right? Like, man, it's like oh. Did not have mm-hmm. me. I guess I'm still on the offense instead of having to run away. Uh, right, and yeah. no way to heal. But I, I have to say, I'm not. In, uh, despite my obvious sarcasm earlier, I'm not honestly sure, Jeff, that you're right. Well, well I was um, being, I was being a little bit ironic myself in that if you, oh, okay, so we, we went. We if you, if you added a shield to every, to all four ships. Not only would First Order be kicking butt, First Order would be the best faction in the game, period. Oh, yeah, if you gave for it all free. to them for exactly. free. But, oh, well then, yeah. No, but I'm not that. kidding about it really does hurt that on your tie FOs, you lose a shield and a hull and you're at half. On Kylo, you lose two shields and a hull, you're at half. On, uh, it, it really does hurt. You know, it's like, if you yes jeff i i hear you but you have to i'm not sure anybody realizes this does anyone know how cheap that shield it's very cheap it's three points over a um they they pay half they pay five points less than a shield yes and yet it's still not enough well i think it's not enough because they don't have 
A, they don't have a... a well, they power. do, though. They have um, advanced optics, which is as good as no, no, no. Runner. Okay. But for Runner's another ship. No, no. I, I agree with you, but it, it's... So you could get six, like, Epsilon cadets or whatever they are. You can get six of those with advanced optics for uh, in a list. And it's pretty good, right? And they don't have to fly in formation, and they've got sloops and so forth. It's it's pretty good. It's just that that the reason that shield is so cheap and doesn't make a difference is because that shield <clears throat> makes them an even hit point ship. That's part of the reason. I'm not saying it's the only reason, but it's part of the reason. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's, at least when it comes to the TIE uh, FO, that that's the real problem. I think the lack of viable support options is really hurting them. Um, I also think not having, you know, basically Von Reg, like we, we have to see what Von Reg does right. for the faction, which it's going to be absolutely terrifying seeing Von Reg nope. quick drop. He's going to have four hole, four four hit points, right? So yeah. I, I mean, plus the tie dagger is going to have its own five. I uh, I bet you the the dagger has a five or six. Mm. I tell you this. I, you I, I will say just as an observation yeah, that yeah. at league night on Thursday. I randomized what list I played, and I played um, – what did I play? I played Blackout, Recoil, and uh, uh, the other four. Is it the First Order Test Pilot? Yeah, I think so. Um, and it was a lot of fun um, and a very wholesome game. Could not do well in the tournament. But in terms of casual play, First Order ships are fun to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it- – they just don't have. They don't do anything exceptionally well. True, except Tavson, Quick Draw, like, and Kylo. <laughs> right, you know Tavson is, is super. Tavson is a better Heftober. Um, quick Draw is Quick Draw. Even nerfed, still insanely good. And Kylo is the most maneuverable Force user, arguably in the game. Right, or the at least the best uh, the best force user with no upgrades in the yeah. game. Well, without with no upgrades, he's absolutely the best. Not even a question. Um, just because it, uh, Kylo Kylo probably beats Anakin with no upgrades. Each of them having yeah. no upgrades. Yeah. Like, or maybe you you know give Anakin four points of something, and it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it's at best a draw, at worst, Kylo wins. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just, it, he's not enough. And I'm not sure you want to give this... I'm, again, you know, I would not be surprised if some of the weirder crew options for them went down, if a lot of the ties go down in price, a lot of the named ones, and Hux yeah. needs to go down. Because Hux is the special, you know, he's the sauce in that faction. And he, right now, he's too expensive. And it's hard to use. I've tried to use him in, in League Night, and it's really hard to, to use with four. It's uh, Thanison and four FOs is all I could fit with Hux. Um, and it's it's difficult yeah. to use it because, you know, it's he's stressing you. And, you know, you, if you do a green maneuver, you're good. You, you get rid of your stress that you picked up from Hux. But still, it's tough because you've got your pilots or your nits are all over the place. Um, so mm-hmm. anyway, you're right. The faction is lacking. But, uh, all right. I think, uh, we've pretty much exhausted any and all information. We'll be sure to add this onto our little Facebook page so everyone else can read it and draw what conclusions you like. Again, uh, thank you to Mr. Or Mrs. Chaudresh of the FFG community forums for this fantastic little, uh, statistical breakdown guys. Go ahead and sign off. Yeah, this was. Uh, I just want to say this was amazing. I'm really happy that we got to. Someone did this that we get. We can go over it. That's. It's really cool to see, and I think it gives us a good look at um what we may see more of and less of. In yeah, the I want to. I want to add to uh the two guys. Uh, thanks for doing this. It's uh, 
it's pretty, it's a lot of work. We see that. And those of you that in the community that do a bunch of this work, like Chris Allen and Chaudresh and Green Dragoon and uh, uh, several other people, if I'm leaving you out, it's still appreciated. And thanks a lot. And y'all have a good week. Take care. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled hyperspace analysis and uh, bullshitting about, you know, weird lists that we like next week. Uh, have a good weekend. Winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all-the-time thing. You don't win once in a while, and you don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit.